Hello, friends. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Nal Spain. And I'm your fuck buddies. <laughs> you singular are. Yep. I okay. cut you out. Damn. Sorry. That's okay. I've got another podcast. You gave me all that power. No one you know? man should have all that power. That's fair. We're your fuck buddies. It was a joke. We uh-huh. are. We got Thank you. you. Look at your face. Ooh, you look so stupid sorry. right now. That was far too tense to start the episode. <laughs> man, did you know that cloud bursting is real? What are you talking about? Also, finish the introduction. Oh, we're a dating and sex advice podcast where we take a sticky, sexy situation and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Cloud so bursting is... We find questions either online or through our wonderful listeners. We have some of the topics of sex and dating. Cloud bursting is... It, it was like a machine that they used to, like, pop clouds to control the weather. Mm-hmm. Like Apparently, how you can nuke a hurricane. Well, everyone was too much of a coward to let Trump do that. <laughs> you ready to hop in? I'm ready to, to pop on in. Yeah, hold on. Let me just get my pants on and just hop on in. My pants are on. There you can go. Man, I got some weird questions. Pick a number. Let's go with three. Oh, perfect. I had it open anyway. This is by Put Back the Potato. My 29-year-old male wife's 28-year-old female potato obsession is alarming me. I've been married for just over for two you. years. Oh, that's it. I'm gone. Goodbye. <laughs> that's how I cut you out. Now I am the fuck buddies. Oh, he's left. He put his headphones down. Oh, he, let, he closed the door. <laughs> He'll come back. He always comes back. Anyway, let's talk about cloud bursting. So there's a great song by Kate I'm Bush. Back. Hello. I've been married for just over two years. Dated the missus for two years before that. And when we met, and we met when we were in college. From the start, she's had a thing for potatoes. I actually met her in the library reading a book about them. She works them into almost every meal she prepares, gets mad or at least disappointed at me if I cook something without potatoes, and she keeps a collection of books on the history and cultivation of potatoes on our bookshelf. I always thought it was weird, but kind of shrugged and mentally filed it away under a personal idiosyncrasy. Our son, Jacob, was born a few months ago. No fake names here. His name is Jacob, and that's what we agreed on, and it's on his birth certificate. But my wife refers to him as Spud. She's also been correcting me if I call him by his actual name. And maybe I should have seen it sooner, but this is really freaking me out. I don't know if she'll do anything dangerous because of it, but to connect him with potatoes is raising my hackles. I should try to get her in some kind of therapy. I'm sure she will not want to go, so I need some kind of argument to convince her it's necessary. I'm also not even sure what kind of therapy would be appropriate here. Can anyone advise? I'm confused as to how... Obviously, your wife is Irish. (laughs) Gotta be. I'm out. (laughs) there he goes again it's i (laughs) it is so fucking weird but you know how there are those people i can't remember what they're called but the people who fall in love with inanimate objects Mm -hmm. potato fuckers (laughs) (laughs) no there's like a woman who like loves like a big like inflatable plane or some shit i don't like i i honestly don't know how to answer this question because like it's so weird and specific one i don't know does this man think that he's his wife is going to cook his son? Is well, that's that what the, the thing. It's like, I thought the issue was going to be like, oh, she actually seems to think his name is Spud. And like, you know, I could understand why you'd be pissed off or weirded out if like she corrected you for using their actual name. But to jump from that to, I don't know, she's going to do something dangerous. It's like, whoa, oh, pardon? You actually think your wife would harm your child? Because that's a big issue. Hey, like, think about it. Potatoes have skin. Potatoes have eyes. Kids boil real well. It's true. Now, the thing is, what you need to do is start to figure out what her exact plans are so you can combat them. And the way to do that is to figure out what potato he is, because certain potatoes are, for example, best for mashing. Some are best for, you know, roasting. Like, yeah, you're not going to mash a fingerling potato. Those are, those are those are roasty boys for sure. Exactly, right? If it's a Yukon Gold... She gonna mash him. She gonna, she gonna mash that kid up real good. <laughs> and you need to give him maybe armor, you know, un unmashable armor. What you need? To, it's it, okay. Here's the thing. She gets mad when you make dinner and don't have a potato involved in it. I think what you need to do is whatever you make for dinner, have like a little thread of whatever your child was wearing that day, and be like, Probably oh armor. no, little bit of spud got in there. And she'd be like, what? Well, you love 
you said his name was Spud, and I have to make potatoes for every meal. So I figured if he's a potato, why don't we have him for dinner? And then just take a big old scoop of your like red food coloring potato, eat it. Maybe she just really loves potatoes, and this is actually a good thing. She really loves your son. I'm almost positive my dad called me Spud. Yeah, that's fine. That's why I like you so much. Yeah. You've got a lot of potato qualities. <laughs> I've got got strong. Oh, man. Tate Davidson. What was his name? Potato? I don't know. Was, I don't is know. this him? <laughs> From Maybe the future? it is him. Maybe this is the his origin story. Fuck, man. I keep losing my train of thought. Basically, actual real problem. If your wife is correcting you over the name of your son. Yeah. Talk, talk to her about it. Be like, look, hey, he has a name. We didn't agree to change the name to Spud. So you correcting me is, you know, kind of shitty. It's like if you want to have a cute little nickname for him great but like bring that up and if she loses her shit and is like he's a potato yeah <laughs> go talk to your gp go escalate this to therapy if she's like oh i was i thought it was funny great maybe you you should go to therapy because you think your wife is gonna harm your child because she gave him a stupid nickname yeah it's it's one of those things where i don't think there's nothing there like like i want potatoes with every one of my meals although oh, yeah. it's potatoes well, are the best starch but here's the thing is like best carbs Either unless way, it's both. unless it's gnocchi like i don't want potatoes with my pasta like there are there are things where like i can't imagine being like gotta have potatoes on this pizza oh i want sushi can you make can you make potato sushi, please? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you can get yam sushi. So yeah, also you can get potatoes on pizza. It's great. I know you can, but like I, I wouldn't don't be know. upset if there wasn't. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know you can get like sliced, you know, sliced mm-hmm. potatoes. Or just get pizza with fries on it. Mm. All right. Either way, I think like you need to talk to her about the name thing, and that'll give you a pretty good indication on whether or not you need to escalate this. And if you do, you do. And if you don't, maybe you need to go see someone because that's a wild leap to make. And I don't think you should have a child with someone you think is going to harm said child. I think you just need to find a like a novelty-sized potato, potato masher. Potato baby? And, wow. just, and just stand there and be like, I'm going to mash him. Call him Spud one more time. I'll mash him. I'll mash no, this baby. That's too much. Hold the giant masher over him. And when she walks in, just look at her and shrug. <laughs> Or you could, as Niall has just previously suggested, find one of those farmers who has like the world's biggest potato, whatever, Mm -hmm. get two identical outfits and slowly or make like a scarecrow and slowly stuff transition him into a just a potato baby, Just just a baby made of potatoes and see if she notices. Yeah, see if she can tell the difference between the living potato and the dead. Have three three different kids one is your son one is made of like little like a bunch of little potatoes that with two picks that you have like constructed one is just a big potato that you've put the exact same outfit on top of and be like which which one's our son hey you know what dane messaged me just right there and said that if we hit 25 subscribers on the patreon he will construct a toothpick potato baby i will i'll do yeah hell yeah yeah i know you just messaged me saying that no hey i'll 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 make this even lower stakes if one person signs up for the Patreon at any level and stays signed up for a month, I will make a potato baby. Okay. You know what? I'll buy you potato baby clothes to put on it. Perfect. How about that? We will actually spend more money. Yeah, than you <laughs> get from the Patreon. <laughs> That's how serious we are about this. This is, this is why we need your support. Because we do things like this. Yeah. All right, hit me. Oh, you're pausing too long. I'm going to hit you. Three, two, one. Uh, okay, here we go. It's your boy. This comes DJ from is taking Amber Shine. <laughs> this comes from Reddit user Amber Shine and a bunch of numbers. Why do most people being intimate want it to be rough, fast, rather than slow, sensual? I like things sensual, slow, and romantic. I can't help but feel every date I go on just wants to bang like rabbits. What the hell happened to everyone? What the hell happened? What the hell? What the hell happened? You know what? Mm. You know, mm. you know my thoughts. To be, to, I, why would I know your fucking thoughts, dude? How would I? How would I do that? I'm not even in the room. Yeah, I just thought you cared. I care. Just caring about something doesn't mean it happens. I care about Potato Baby, and we still don't have <laughs> one more Patreon. <laughs> oh, Potato Baby. What would we call him? His nickname could be Jacob. Yeah, we'll call him Jacob. I'd be like, no, he's a spud, Dane. He's a spud. <laughs> Guys, I think Dane might harm our baby. 
He keeps calling him Jacob. No, no, no. I'm going to love the baby. You have to be scared I'm not going to eat him. Oh, no. Yeah, that would actually be the worst. The worst option is that instead of us having like our weird roast potato baby Viking funeral, you actually keep him around and he starts to smell. Yeah, and I raise him as my own. I'll bring him to Boston. (laughs) All right. I just did. (laughs) Okay, so look, I think there's nothing wrong with a good old slow fuck. But I think maybe it's a thing from one, just like a porn holdover where it's like very rare that there's like a slow fuck porn and people learn a lot about sex from porn, sadly. Two, the slowness is a certain amount of like intimacy, which like when you're hooking up or like having one night stands or at the beginning of a relationship, you're not kind of there yet. So it could feel a little strange to like force it in that sense. Three, it's like friction and stuff like that. It's kind of what gets you off in a lot of regards. So it's like the more of it, the better, maybe, you know, like when you're finishing, you usually go quicker. You don't go slower. I also think there might be something to think about here in the sense of women are starting to reclaim their sexuality and and want what they want in terms of sex. And for a very long time, women were told that they weren't supposed to like it rough. You know, that made them a slut or a whore or whatever, like they were meant to be demure and like conquered and used and blah, blah, blah. Like women taking an active role in rough or fast or hard sex was often treated negatively. Like a lot of dudes would be like, Oh, like, no, she's a freak or whatever. Mm -hmm. Despite the fact that this is something that some people want. So I think there's, there's a bit of like this new sexual revolution that we kind of find ourselves in currently, I think women are starting to be like, no, actually, I I do want to be fucked hard. I do want to be fucked rough. I'm like, I like being choked. I like having my ass slapped and I'm not afraid to ask for it and I'm not afraid to enjoy it. I think what you said is also right. I think people who there are a lot of dudes who think like it's porn, so I fuck hard and I fuck rough. But I think there is also uh, women not being afraid to want these things as well is also becoming mainstream and and women asking for what they want which comes to the the point of this question if you want to be fucked soft and slow tell them yeah right like if i if i was ever having sex with a woman and they were like hey can we slow it down absolutely it's mm-hmm. a lot of fucking work oh, going it is. hard right for sure. so if someone's like hey let's just bring it down for a second i'd love to take a rest Get, you know, get off my hands, give my wrists a break, get, mm-hmm. get down on the elbows, get nice and close and just like, just catch my breath, get, mm-hmm. regulate my heart rate a little bit. Mm. Give me that yep. chance. I'd love it. And honestly, I'm a big supporter of like shaking it up anyway. You know what I mean? Like if you guys always meet up and fuck fast, it's like, unless that's very specifically what you both want all the time, take it a little bit passionate or like shake it up or like make it even faster. It's like. I'm all about like changing it up all the time anyway. No one needs to stick at the same fucking thing all the time. It's like turning it into like a big intense, like passionate, kind of slower version of what you previously had. That can be a lot of fucking fun. So it's like. And a lot of people, I think, like correlate slow with boring or slow with less passionate or slow. They haven't done it right. Right. It's like you can go slow. And you still fuck hard. Fucks. So I think I think there is plenty of options to to explore with speed and slow. But again, if you're going on dates and this is all you're getting, it might be because you're not making what you want. Like you're not verbalizing what you would like. You're not verbalizing your wants, your needs, what you would, which how you would like to fuck. And if you're not doing that, there's no way of anyone knowing or or guessing. So, mm-hmm. and as Nile said, like a slow romantic fuck on a first date might send the wrong message and, and might be, you know, something that rattles people or scares people or, or spooks them a little. So like mm-hmm. people might just be like, cool, this is a first date fuck. So, which is ironic because my first date fuck, my getting to know you fuck is very sort of like building from the ground up. I think it's very strange to go right in just like jackhammer someone. I think mm-hmm. you've got to like really like take your time, figure out things, you know, learn the lay of the land. So like. The first time I have sex with someone usually is quite slow. Yeah, Dan's not even in the room. I he's outside taking notes. Well, let me tell you, slow and steady wins the race. That tortoise didn't go fucking just zipping through. No, sir. He took it nice and slow. And I do move 
like I'm in slow motion. Mm-hmm. That's kind of part of the spudness. <laughs> you spuds aren't particularly swift. I think that's an unfair characterization. I bet, I bet on a steep enough hill, you just spud could get some, pick up some speed. It's true. I've seen it. Of course you did. That's <laughs> Ireland's don't, don't, national pastime. Don't make me. Dane, I took you to Hill Spud for a reason. And it wasn't <laughs> so you could mock me on a podcast. <laughs> That's what they call rugby in Ireland. It's Hill just Spud? everyone everyone just goes to a really steep hill and rolls down their favorite potato. Spudby. <laughs> okay. uh, ready? Yeah. It's your boy DJ. Is taking her to a concert for a first date a good idea? We've kind of been friends for a couple years now, so we know a lot about each other, and I know she adores Harry Styles. Turns out he's coming to town in a few months, and I want to invite her to this concert, but I'm not sure. It will be my first official date, as other dates have been on have been more casual, with strangers, basically. I already know her family and everything, so this wouldn't be like that. I don't think going on a concert first date is... It's not a bad idea, particularly... Here's the thing. You already know this person and you've spent a lot of time with this person. So I think that's okay. I think if this was a first date in the sense of like you guys met on Tinder or whatever, or like, you know, you don't really know this person. I think going to a concert is a bad idea because it's like going to a movie. You can't talk really. You can't really get to know each other. It's just sort of like you guys standing in silence while you watch a band or a Mm -hmm. performer or a movie. And that's just not a great first date. But if this is just sort of like another cool hangout, that you've been on and you're already quite familiar with them. I think going to a concert's a pretty cool thing, especially if this is kind of like your first date. I think it would be kind of cool to do something big to sort of set a divide between like, oh, those are friend hangs out hangouts. And this is like, this is a romantic night. So I disagree for a number of reasons. Okay. Uh, firstly, it's expensive as fuck. Like well, Harry I mean, Styles in yeah. Canada, tickets are too grand for bad seats. You know okay, I mean? yes. I think yeah, I think it also does depend heavily on the the price of the concert. Like if you're going to, you know, like a $60 concert, I think that's like, you know, you'd spend 120 bucks at dinner and drinks. Yeah, but we also don't say to go to dinner on a first date, you know? I, I think like if it's more of like a local kind of like gig, 20 to $40, sure. Again, this all depends on your own like personal fucking finances and all that, but the fact that it is it looks like cheap, like I think there's a like, Harry Styles gig in Texas in two months, and you can start with tickets that are two hundred and fifty US dollars each. That's a lot of fucking money, right? One, yeah. Two, it's in a few months, and that's going to be your first date. Like, are you guys dating? Yeah, it's weird to be it, like, hey, would you like to go on a first date four months from now? Yeah. So it leads me to believe you guys have never talked about escalating this relationship because if you were, I don't think she'd be down to wait. A couple of months, even if it was for Harry Styles. And if you're not, then you definitely shouldn't get it for her because after spending all this money and then her being like, oh, you're my friend, you're probably going to be double bitter. So Mm -hmm. I think, look, ask her out right now. If if for some reason you think this is going to go well, ask her out. Great. If it goes well, then you can start to consider the Harry Styles concert, right? And then go on dates in between, which is wonderful. It seems like you're putting the cart so far before the horse that the horse... It doesn't know where the cart's gone anymore. I feel like that metaphor was putting the cart before the horse. The horse has no idea where it is, Dane. There's like, <laughs> it's a rolling landscape of hills. It could be over the next hill. It could be over the following hill. Or by the time the horse gets there, someone might have jacked the cart. Hell, it might be so far in, in the future on this road that the wood has started to rot. And all Hell. the potatoes fall through the cart. And then someone the horse can't. The horse. the horse can't fix it because the horse has hooves. And I mean, so it just has to look at this rotting cart and what's it going to do now? It can't get another job. It's a you horse. know, you're being really judgmental. You're saying spuds can't be fast. Horses can't fix carts. How dare you? Find me one horse that can fit a, fix a cart and I will make a second potato baby. There's fucking horses that can count and shit. You don't think that there's, I, I guess it depends on the damage, but I bet there's a horse that could like fix a wheel. Yeah, but like I'm talking about something that's rotting from disuse because it was put so far up this road by it's your boy dj anyways i feel like you need to first be able to date even if you were dating and it's like it's in a few months it's a lot of you know what if you're solidly dating fine great if you have the money and it's not gonna hurt you financially i think it's a really nice cool date but it seems like you're not dating and you've already constructed like what we've talked about before 
like you have a script in your head or that you're yeah i, I didn't know, clock like, the the whole like 40 or like a couple months away and it's going to be the first date kind of thing yeah, like but like literally there's nothing in this that says anything romantic we've kind of been friends for a couple of years know a lot about each other it would be my first official date as other dates i've been on have been with strangers i already know her family like okay what about her dude no no okay they know his family or her family it's fine <laughs> also anybody who has commented in any way non-positively he has lost his shit at very cool very very cool yeah as people are like wait what about like you know, are you guys actually dating? And he says, me wanting to be more than a friend is pretty much out in the open. And if she says yes, the concert, I'll know she's at least interested. Probably. It's like, what? Yeah. So, hmm. okay. There's a problem. There's a problem with all of that. Yeah. But that's a whole different question that you didn't ask. This comes from Philip J. Fry, 120. Have you ever lost your best sexual partner? I just wait, did. Are we just done? Are we just done? Well, I mean, yeah. Why not? Oh, okay. Don't do it. Hit me. Broke up with my girlfriend a, f- a couple weeks ago. She's the best I've been sexually. Mm. That's a weird phrase, but okay. Yeah. She's the best I've been sexually, and I watched her grow from inexperienced to unimaginably freaky. The girl worshipped me sexually, and I her, and eventually we fulfilled all of each other's kinks and fantasies and continue to explore every day. Just beat my meat for the first time since the breakup and was thinking about how upset I am about the whole thing, but in that moment, after the nut, I was thinking now how I'll probably never be with her sexually again, and that sucks so bad. Okay. So this isn't really a question so much yeah. as it, dude, as just, it is. We just got to like comfort this man. Hey, hey, dude, I'll put my arm so, around you, even though you just nutted. It's okay. Yeah, just keep your hands away from me. Pat, um, Pat. So the question he asked was, have you ever lost your best sexual partner? And that's not what I'm going to ask you. Okay. The reason I brought this was, I this think was it's a, a whole a smokescreen for a whole other question. He just wanted um, yeah. to lull me into a false sense of security, much like that horse with that cart full of potato exactly. babies. And now he's fixing it because he's not just a horse. What do you mean just a horse? Let's not disparage. I actually do. I hate horses. Yeah, now you're on team horse, huh? Damn it. Where do you stand? Where do you stand, Niles Spain? On four legs behind a cart. <laughs> In my hooves. The whole, the reason I brought this was because I think, I think there's a danger in this mentality of being of, of, you know, like taking breakups and then romanticizing the person you're with to the point of being not able to move on. Yeah. And it's like, for sure you can recognize me like, damn, that was, I, I was, you know, she was great sex, but you guys did break up for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely think fondly back to sexual encounters. Absolutely. But I feel like this mentality is going to pose a huge problem for you in the future where you're only going to exaggerate in your head how good it was. Because like, if it was great, great. But now every time you watch a porn where it's someone really attractive, like, damn, she would have done that. And you will, you'll start constructing like the imagination Mm-hmm. Or like a, like an imaginary version of this person on top of the person. And yeah. that will be so unobtainable for any actual real person that in your next relationship, you're going to be like, well, I, I can't help but compare you to one, this other person and two, this other person that I've now projected so much shit onto because I've deemed her like the best sexual partner. Yeah. Shawarma would have done this. Shawarma? Mm hmm. I'm really hungry. Don't mind me. Oh, man, I'm so fucking hungry. Why did you have to talk about potato babies? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, 100%. Because I think a lot of the time when we see issues, it's because people have built up someone in their head, either in the case of your boy DJ, where he's built up an entire narrative where this person knows and cares about him as a partner. Son of a bitch. You brought him back. I brought him back. Me, so the about. thing about Harry Styles concerts is... No. <laughs> um. Also, we never talked about how she's going to want to date you, get to the concert, and then be like, oh, no, I want to date Harry Styles. Shit. You're DJ No Styles. <laughs> Where was I? Yeah, people build up their their exes or people in general into, like, this thing that, you know, roast into glasses. It's not as good as you're imagining or else you guys would still be together. You know what I mean? Although, in this case, he never talks about her personality, just her sex. 
Uh, and also weirdly says the best he's been, but okay. Um, and it's worrying that it's already happening so quickly. Yeah. So I think like, look, I'm giving you the same advice I would give for someone who just said, I just broke up with my soulmate, like the best partner I ever had. It's like, look, it fucking sucks, right? You're obviously going to need to take a minute and feel what you're feeling. It sucks to lose a partner. It sucks to lose someone you're romantically attracted to or someone you are very much sexually attracted to or fit so well sexually, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It all sucks. Is that the only person in the world who's going to fill that niche? No, not at all. You know, we've all felt heartbroken. And we've all felt like, oh, that was it. That was the person who was the best. But you go on and you find someone who's as good, if not better. And I think that's just what you got to remember. You'll go out and you'll have more fun sex once you don't fall into the trap of like immortalizing this person in your mind as like this unobtainable sex god. Yeah, because I promise you that the the sex, not to disparage it, wasn't as good as you're now remembering it. And not to say that the sex wasn't incredible, not to say the sex wasn't the best you've ever had, but it's it's so easy, easy, easy to think back at something that you no longer have and be like, it was the best. It was it was so good. And then, like I said, like you snowball what it actually was, and then you start imagining what it could have been, and then you don't remember what what was actually what it what, was was what it could have been or what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you're just like, then you're, it, you're so fucked because yes, no one can compete with the imaginary perfect sex goddess that you create. You just can't. Mm-hmm. And, and like everyone will be disappointing to you and you're going to miss out on actual really great opportunities and sexual partners and potential relationships because you're holding people to a benchmark that doesn't even exist. Yeah. So again, it sucks, but you unfortunately have to move on and like pining after this thing is not going to help you do that. Yeah. So good yeah. luck. I'm sorry, but try not to try not to inflate this, this imaginary person up too much. Mm-hmm. It also like quick detour. There does seem to be a worrying dehumanization of his partner where all he gives a fuck about is the sex. And like, maybe that was your guy's whole deal, but like it worries me a little bit. Yeah. This is a deleted user. New neighbor, 20s, 30s, male, follows me, 24-year-old female, on all my walks, slash invites himself along, slash gets my mail for me, and I'm getting annoyed and uneasy. About four months ago, I relocated from one major U.S. city, New York, to another, Austin. I'm a 24-year-old woman. I live with two male roommates. I have a large breed dog about a year ago. I got a large breed dog about a year ago who's pretty massive. As a responsible dog owner should, I take him on a few runs a day and spend a fair amount of time outside with him, letting him go to the bathroom, tiring him out, and playing in allocated areas and trails around my apartment complex. About a month after I moved in, a new tenant started living in my building right above us. I hadn't really talked to him, but he would smile and wave to me from his balcony, which he was seemingly on every hour of the day, or at least every time I was out there. And I would smile and nod back to be polite. He eventually began leaning over his balcony to talk to me. Wouldn't be much, just things like, I like your dog. What's his name? He's huge. Is he a service animal? Can I ask why? Or once asking me if I read my horoscope and offering to read it for me, just really specific and random things. I always decline to move along my walk. About a month or two ago, however, every time I go out to walk my dog or on morning runs where I don't bring my dog, he comes off his balcony in like jeans, so he's definitely not trying to go jogging himself, and walks slash runs alongside me and talks to me about random shit. His political opinions, conspiracy theories, intellectually exhaustive topics, which I don't mind in general, but I don't want to talk about subjective realism while jogging. He doesn't just stop and turn around after a few minutes, even if I'm like, okay, bye, which I have tried. If I jog slash walk three laps, he does too. If I jog out of the complex, he does. If I run too fast for him, he trails behind me and follows me, completely uninvited. A few times I've purposely left him in the fucking dust, and later when I see him outside, say nothing and walk by thinking he'll get the hint, but he doesn't. I've even told him, can't talk, gotta get this done and get back to work, and he will proceed to climb over his balcony and follow me all the way to my door. Sometimes if I have an Amazon package and it gets left to my door, he'll grab it and knock, and when he answers, it says, mail time, didn't want to get stolen. It's pretty annoying, and I'm extremely put off by him. My roommates have no issue with him, so I should speak to the leasing office about it, but what do I say? Hey, the guy above me is too friendly and nice? There's no way they can do anything about that. I can't even walk to my car without him tagging along. He also got a dog last week and will approach me and my dog now when we're playing and our dogs will end up playing together. They get along really well and my dog stops once I call for it, but why isn't he at least asking first? So multiple times a day, he forces me to spend time with him. I cannot get away. For context, he's not that far from my age, 30 at most. If he wasn't trying to talk to me all the time, I probably wouldn't mind being friendly with him. This is too intense. I don't like the attention. It's like I can never be alone. 
no clue what he does for a living aside from cybersecurity or some kind of ethical computer studies. His words, not mine. I don't think he's socially inept either because he doesn't do this to my roommates or other neighbors who also are women around my age. How should I go putting an end to this and getting my independence back? I mean, I don't like going to the leasing office. I don't think you're saying, hi, my neighbor is really friendly. It's like, hi, my neighbor is stalking me. Yeah, because this isn't a this isn't a thing of being too friendly. Like being too friendly is he notices your dog leash is getting a little old and fraying. And there's a, you know, a new dog leash sitting on your doorstep. And that's it. Or, you know, he's baked you and your whole roommates like cookies or you know like that's friendly stuff jumping over his balcony that is above yours to go i will say hey if he's jumping off the first floor every time you do anything that's a fucking cool move bro that's like i'm I'm confused as to the like the geographic situation of this but like going for a run like the the fact of like being like can you not just put headphones in and just be like sorry and then just run? Like, is he just going to run alongside you? I think See, he's read that incredible Dan article. So he's negated the the headphone defense. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's just like, I, I think you do have to be very blunt with this guy and hope it doesn't go poorly of being like, hey, I when I go on my morning runs, I like to do them alone. I'm I would just like that uh, some alone time when I'm on my run. And if he doesn't understand that, if he doesn't get it, then I think you do have to sort of get the leasing office involved to be like, hey, I've asked this guy to leave me alone. He follows me on my runs. I don't feel safe. Yeah. I, he touches, he, you know, he touches my mail. He's, mm-hmm. you know, jumping over balconies and shit. And it's it's starting to become a problem where, like, I can't go to my car without him tagging along and I've asked him not to, but until you ask this guy to stop, it might be one of those things where he might think like he might just be so fucking, you know, either head over heels for you and has such a big crush that he's like doing stupid shit and thinks that this is okay. And thinks that you guys are like best friends Mm -hmm. or it is something more malicious, but like until you actually have the conversation, be like, Hey dude, it's becoming a little bit much. Like you follow me to my car. You come out when I'm with my dog, you follow me on my runs. Like I do need some space and I need some time alone. If I want to hang out with you, I'll hang out with you, but I can't, you can't interpose yourself into all of my social interactions. You can't interpose yourself into my life. Every time you see me, it's too much. And the worst thing is it's like, even if it's not this ignorant kind of like dumbass shit, he's then going to use the fact that you never said no as like a defense. Right. So I think you really do unfortunately have to say that. Uh, I do think the headphones is a good, like a good call. Right. Cause like if you come out and he jumps down, I would say just like, Hey, I listen to my favorite podcast. Fuck buddies. Sorry. This is kind of like my time. And it's like, I cannot imagine someone being like, no, nah, I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to run with like, you know, but you do unfortunately need to be clear and that sucks because that puts you in a scary position. I I get it. But I don't think obviously nothing else is working so far. And like, hey, fuck it. If you if you say it and he ignores it, hundred percent, straight to the leasing office. Yeah. And there it might not be worth or, or it might not be a bad idea to get one of your male roommates to like come for a morning run with you the day that you plan on you know what I mean? Like have him sort of like waiting in the wings in the door where you can't see him so that he doesn't, you know, come down. Just because there's another guy there, like go down. And if when that guy comes out, he can come out through the the yeah. thing and be like, you just just there for backup. He doesn't have to like mean mug him or whatever. But like in case it goes sideways, he can come out and be like, hey, dude, like yeah. she's she's kind of laid it out for you. And you're going to need to back off because at least one, he'll know that there's a dude living with you Two, He knows that like someone's there and has your back and three that there was a witness. Yeah. So he can't he can't try to say that you did anything stupid. He will hopefully be discouraged from taking it any further in terms of like physicality or anything, because a lot of these guys do unfortunately only sort of recognize the the threat of another dude. So hopefully the idea of like being like, this is my my roommate. Fuck off. And hopefully that is enough to get this guy to leave you alone. Otherwise, yes, you do have to go and be like, hey. This guy has is following me to my car, is going on my morning runs, comes out every time I'm out, is leaning over the balcony. Like, I have no peace from this guy. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, 100% what Dan said. Like, go outside and, like, 
do your like minute stretch while a roommate kind of like waits in the hallway because you know he'll fucking jump off his balcony and come say hi. Then you drop it on them, and then at least they're there. And yeah. as I said, they've witnessed it. So if you talk to the leasing office, you have had someone who's heard it, and then they'll know someone heard it, etc. But like this isn't good behavior, even well-meaning, which I doubt it fucking is. Uh, this person needs to. I'm like that would fucking suck. Aside from all the creepiness and the kind of like implicit threat and like all this other awful shit, which is very clear. Like I just. No, like you need time for yourself. You need to be able to walk your dog without it being scary and uncomfortable. It's, it sounds like an actual nightmare. Like yeah. I, I bartend for a living and in my job to have small talk with strangers, I cannot imagine every time I left my house, I was then forced to talk to someone I had no interest in talking to and being like, this is always, this is like every facet of my life now has this guy interposing himself into it. It like, it's just so that sounds like a fucking nightmare. I would be so stressed all the time. I would be so anxious all the time of being like, I want to take the garbage out, but I can't. Yeah. Or just like having to like look out your window and be like, fuck, like, are they there? Like, or you seeing them and like, you have that relief as they leave that you can finally go bring the trash out and not, you know, like, fuck that. Yeah. Unfortunately, like the other thing is like, just not entertain it. So like when you take your dog out, be like, okay, cool. Thank you. And then put your headphones in and like pretend to get on a call or actually call someone you do want to talk to, put in music. Uh, and if he tries to talk to you, just be like, point to your headphone, shake your head. Yeah. Give, like, give him like that that finger and then not the other finger, which, hey, maybe you could progress to that. But just like, oh, sorry. And then just go. Yeah. And if like, if you're going for a run, just like, just go. Yeah. And if he tries to talk to you, be like, sorry, I'm running right now. Yeah. And if he tries to talk, just be like, no, sorry, I'm running right now. And just keep like saying that, cutting yeah. him off. And just like, unfortunately, like that is kind of how you have to, to treat people. Yeah. People like this, they feed off that politeness because that it's like every inch they, they take a mile. You know what I mean? So like, unfortunately being nice, it's, it's what we all want to do and try to do for various reasons. You know what I mean? Initially, I'm sure out of actual kindness and later on out of probably awkwardness and fear and discomfort, but it's like fucking, unfortunately that's not going to cut it in this situation. I think you just got to like what Dane said, headphones in, as little of a response as possible, especially if you've actually told them to stop. Yeah, like if you're taking your garbage out, just be like, sorry, I can't talk. And just like garbage in and just go back inside and just be like, eventually, hopefully he will get the hint. But mm-hmm. I do think you do need to be very specific about about yeah. like being like, hey, dude, you need to cool it. It's becoming a bit much and I'm stressing me out. You need yeah. to relax. I think uh, one thing that might be good is like get a GoPro or something. Because I know a lot of people like film their runs or uh, I guess you could even just use your phone. But like that first time when you say, please, can you leave me alone? I record it, you know, I think subtly works better. You know, that's why I was saying, like, if you have a GoPro like strapped to like your running gear, maybe look like you're just trying to like record your jog or whatever. But if you have it running when they talk to you, at least then, you know, you'll have like a little bit of stuff to fall back on. I don't think there's any harm in documenting and then the next time you go to run, if he follows you, you'll have that, you know, et cetera. So I think do that for sure. And good luck. I'm sorry. This sucks. Yeah. That's, that's like my actual sort of like nightmare situation. Mm-hmm. And not, not follow, just having to talk to someone I don't want to talk to all the time. Ugh. Well, even then, it's like, honestly, I don't think this person means well at all. And I think like. I don't know. There's a lot of creepy things he's doing, like in general, but like getting friendly with his dog as well as or her dog is weird because it's like then that's kind of one layer of protection stripped back. If your dog actually likes this guy, right? It's not going to do anything if he. You know. If we want to talk about nefarious things, it's like one, he now knows your running routes. Yep. He knows where you live. He knows your schedule. He knows when you're coming and going. He knows he's now made friends with your dog. Yeah. So if he does try to do something shady, your dog won't immediately identify him as an aggressor. Um, like there's so many things here that are huge red flags. The fact that he knows like you run early in the morning and he knows the routes you take, yeah. like and he also, knows how fast you are. He's, you know, like everybody in the building probably sees you guys together. So it's like, if you say something, he might be like, Oh, we, we hang out all the time. You know what I mean? To them, they probably see you two every day of every yeah. minute of every moment because he's always on you when you're in the public. Either way, this needs to end. 
and unfortunately being polite isn't going to do it. I'd say be direct, take records, and do not hesitate to report him the second your boundaries that you've now established are in any way tested. I would also say bring your male roommate with you when you make the complaint and have him like, because unfortunately women still aren't believed or taken serious for a lot of things. If it's like, especially with like condo and apartment complex people, like Mm -hmm. those dudes don't give a fuck as long as their people are paying the rent, they don't give a shit about any of that stuff. Right. So they're probably just being like, Oh, she's just being sensitive. She's just being whatever. She's just being that she's stuck up. She's like, you definitely could get a shitty person. I think the more people there to witness what they say to you and also to kind of drive home the import is, is better. It's always best to err on the side of caution. So yeah, for sure. Unfortunately, having a, a male voice when it comes to making these kind of complaints, I think will be beneficial unfortunately it sucks that that's the case but i would rather you get this resolved with a nod to the patriarchy than not being believed and something happens no for sure again as if you if there's something you can do the best you can do it do it that way anyway good luck i'm sorry that fucking sucks and if you recognize anything you're doing in anything that guy has been just told to have been doing stop you know what i mean don't be that fucker please I can't imagine yeah. you're listening to this podcast and also doing that. But if you are, just don't. If you're inviting yourself on a run for someone like that, you you haven't been expressly been like, oh, hey, let's go for runs together and are just chasing after someone and talking at them. Eh, ugh, it's bad. It's funny as well. Like I wanted to joke about just being like you, what you got to do is get so fit that you just like leave them in the dust. And I just kept reading. I'm like, oh, no, you've you've done it. And this fucker, I don't know. It's insane. So I hate questions like this. So I really hope that this gets resolved and this fucking bag of dicks can learn to start being a real fucking human. Mm-hmm. All right. That's going to do us for the episode. Before we leave you, we like to hop on online dating platforms at the end of the episode to see uh, what people are putting on their profiles, comb them for red flags, see what works, see what doesn't work, and never to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. This is Jasmine. Here for a long time, a good time, a short time, all the time, no time, back in time, time travel. (laughs) I like it. There are uh, increasing amounts of ellipses between the towards the end. Uh, I think it's very funny. I definitely think it's funny. I'm giving it an eight. Yeah, I'm giving it an eight as well. This is also Jasmine. People are still straight. Grow up. Rainbow emoji. (laughs) Man, let me tell you, there is nothing more upsetting than being straight. (laughs) Like, I'm just, I just like, it's the most boring option, but like, you know, you can't change who you are. I'm a straight guy, but I do like look and just be like, I feel like I'd have more fun if I wasn't, but I'm just not attracted to anyone else. Yeah, we're on the shit team. We really are. Um, I, I think it's very funny. Uh, I think this is going to be an eight for me as well. Is it just Jasmine's are hilarious? It could be. Uh, this is Anissa brown sugar beauty with a juicy booty looking for my 40th kill on my 40th birthday tonight. We'll be downtown all night. Are you ready to party with me? I really hoped the rhyme would continue and you really disappointed me when it didn't. Uh, kill 40th. Why? Why such violent language and why? I don't know. It's weird, but hey, they know what they're about. I'm sure for someone that's the perfect profile. Uh, and I got to applaud her for shooting her shot. You're saying that, assuming that she doesn't literally mean that she would like to kill her 40th person tonight. That also true. I did have a man stop me on the street the other day and tell me that he was a serial killer. And I was like, cool, bud. Nice. And as I walked off, he muttered, I'll kill you. And I was like, that's horrifying. This is like 4.30 in the day. It was very sunny out. They didn't seem all that fucked up. It was really strange. The perfect serial Like, what do you do? Like, what do you do to that? I'm like walking off. I'm like, what if he is? But like, do I just citizen arrest him and be like, yes, police. That's what he said to me. Also, then I probably get stabbed. Anyway, uh, I'm going to give it a six. Seven. Okay. Again. For what they're looking for, probably a great profile. Yeah, I guess. I'm going to put it at a five. The thing is, they're just going to go bone. They want a bone. They want a bone tonight. 
That profile is going to lure in the people that want to bone or or be killed. That they night. have the it's the kill. The fortieth kill is my is what's not selling. If it was fortieth fuck, fortieth lay, fortieth <laughs> whatever, like use whatever whatever you know what I mean. Even if it was just like like fortieth head count, I, like I don't know. Even, I think just the number specification is weird. I think it would be infinitely better just being like, want to get laid on my 40th birthday. Great. Maybe they have to fuck or kill one person a year to survive. They That's what I'm thinking. Eldritch, like Concord going. Right? Like maybe their mother died during childbirth. So that was her like level, you know, you know, right out the gate. Perfect. And then by two, she was like, look, I've already got it. Like, I can't ruin the streak. We're just getting going. I'm pretty sure I, just mixed up contract and accord and said concord. <laughs> but either way, no, you know what no, I mean? No, no, no. But if, again, it, is it a red flag to me? Yes. Is it probably a good profile for someone else doing what it intends to do? Yes. So I'll give it a six. You dropped out one. Okay. I did. I'm giving it a five. I mean, teetering on a four. Okay. Are you ready for Megan? Mm. 31. Looking for a serious committed relationship. If you're about friends and hobbies, it won't work. Do not waste my time. If you don't own a home and car and have a career, swipe left. Golfers, swipe left. If you're here to see where it goes and grab a drink, swipe left. <laughs> the Oh, man, you had me at friends and hobbies. Like, yeah. what? I don't understand what you think life is. Yeah, if you want to have an enjoyable life, get out of here. I will not date you. You need to be miserable. But also have a home and a car and a career and never golf. Jesus, this is so bad. This is a zero. It is a it is a pretty emphatic zero. This is Jenna. Short person, decent runner, terribly cute. I'm into art, education, direct sunlight, good design, running and cycling, affordable housing, apocalypse movies, chess, craft dinner, my pup Ruka. I like it. It's solid. I think it's like a nice eight. Yeah, I think it's good, too. It's cute. I get enough of them. There's like a hint of humor there. They have a dog. They actually give us information about themselves, which is sadly rare. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those like list profiles that I think is done well. Yeah. All right. Ready for Josephine? Mm-hmm. Full name's Josephine, but please call me Joey. I'm a witch, and my favorite type of magic is lesbomancy. Scissors emoji. When I said I want to be fucked by demons, I meant like a succubus with big tits, not clinical depression. Sad face. Just kind of looking for someone to vibe with. If we end up doing the horizontal bop, that's cool too. Shrug emoji. Ooh, this gives me so much cringiness. I cringe. I cringe real hard. It just seems like it's trying so hard to be like, I'm sex positive. I'm a witch. Like it's mm, no, this is going to be a three for me. You know what? I get where you're coming from. But I do kind of find it like funny. Like I feel like a lot of the like bringing up depression or whatever stuff is like not like this is kind of funny. It's not. It's not terrible. Like I don't hate it. Lesbomancy is funny, but yeah, like it that's, just. That's the thing. I think I'm going to give it a six. Uh, it's just not. Maybe I'll bump it up to a four. They are very much like I'm a goth and I like sex. But you know what? They did it in a way that's acceptable. It's a. That's six. fair. I'm keeping it out of four. Um, this is my last one. This is cat. It's hard out here. Here's some cat photos. Little treat for you on your Tinder grind. And then it is just a bunch of pictures of cats. Well, I know for sure that you've given this 10. It's a 10. Easy. <laughs> I, hey, I appreciate what they're doing. It's also objectively a bad profile because they give us nothing about them. So seven. Any pictures of them? No, it's literally just Six. a cat. It's a cat break. Six. They're not trying to date. They're just trying to give you a, a little a little pause from the yeah, existential horror. Exactly. I bet they have a little pause, a little cute pause, a little, little, little fuzzy pause. Jelly beans. Yeah. Uh, ready for Jess? Yes. Chubby leftist angel, part-time artist, terrified bisexual, 5 p.m. stoner, childless cool aunt, longboarding menace, Taurus Leo Leo, lover of coffee and gossip, an entire Sunday spent in bed on long walks rewarded with drinks. Down to kiss or be friends or be friends who kiss. No cops, bigots, Zionists, anti-vax, conservatives, turfs, swerfs, crypto bros, etc. There's a lot in there I like and there's a lot in there I don't like. And I don't know how I feel about any of it. It's a pretty powerful profile. 
I have to give this just a five right down the middle because like some of it, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. And then other stuff, I'm just like, no. You know what? I think I'm giving it a six as well. Okay. You're I don't mind. Today. I don't mind the negative list at the end because they're all objectively no. shitty things. So that's I fine. Mean, that's, yeah, I'm on board with that. The, Don't like, kiss, Taurus, friends, Leo, Leo. friends who kiss. I like that. Taurus Leo Leo is, I think, the worst thing on this profile. Because they're doing that, like, what's your rising sign? But, like, coffee and gossip, entire Sunday spent in bed. I love long walks rewarded with drinks. You know, yeah, I, okay. It's a seven. It's a seven. And I'm going to bump it up to a six. <laughs> okay. You did it, Jess. You did it. Um, that's going to do us for the show, friends. Thank you very much. Um, it has been a pleasure. We love doing this. Thank you for spending an hour of your time every week with us. Uh, we do it for you. So it means a lot when you, uh, hang out with us. Thank you very much. We adore the heck out of you guys. Uh, if you want to see us make a potato baby, head over to Patreon. We are dead serious. Whenever we say things like this, just a heads up. Uh, thank you, Josh Eagle and Harvest Cities for their song, Paper Stars. Yeah, head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com. Click the contact form if you have a question you want to send to us. We keep it anonymous. You choose your agent name. We will never reveal your secrets to anybody except for the podcast. But again, they'll never know it's you. Um, Also, the Patreon link is right there. So click that. We have a bunch of different options. Three, seven, uh, 13 and 50, I think. There's another higher one. Um, The $7 one gets you a bonus episode every month. Any of them will get you a very amazing picture of my potato baby that I will create for you. So all you got to do, just head on over to that Patreon and, and support us for a month. So for bad sex writing this week, there is a male novelist description generator where you have a sentence with blanks and you have columns of things that fill this in and you basically go through it with the letters of your name and figure out what the sentence reads. I've done us both. Are you ready? Yep. So you are. She had lips like a silken popsicle, and I shuddered to hire her. That's, I mean, I would absolutely believe that sentence. So good job, generator. And mine is, she had mammaries like a luscious kitten, and I expected to emotionally manipulate her. Yeah, again. This sounds like we're reading that, that Japanese novelist guy. It really does. Uh, maybe I'll post this and listeners can give us their fucked up shit. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening. My name is Dave Miller. And I am an emotionally manipulated kitten. Meow. We've been your fuck buddies. 